Hey, Brian Hubbard here, pastor at Rock House Baptist Church. I want to personally thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We pray that the message inspires you, encourages you, and challenges you to be the person God wants you to be. Be sure to check us out online at rockhousebaptist.org where you can find out more on how to connect, grow, and go. Now for today's message. Well, this morning I want to talk to you about our sermon title. And the sermon title, I've actually changed it about three times this week. There's not going to be any points in this sermon because I feel like to really just call it one thing would be an injustice. So our sermon title this morning is Just As He Told Me. If you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 27. We're going to hone in on verses 20 through 26. But I'm not going to lie. We're going to go from 25 all the way to 28, okay? It's going to be a wild and long ride because guess what? Paul is shipwrecked. How many people knows this story? Okay, it's one of the most famous stories in the Bible, New Testament, and Paul's missionary journey that you're going to hear. But this morning, I thought, I told Brother James, mountain man, I said, no better way to preach on being shipwrecked than the weather that we have outside today. Amen. It's been clear all week. But now here we are in the storm with Paul. Now, I don't know about you, but my life has been shipwrecked before. Amen. It has. It's just the truth. A lot of it's due to the decisions I made. Some of it's due to the decisions of others. But this morning, I want to talk to you about your purpose in life. Now, purpose is something that we all look for. There's been a very popular book wrote called The Purpose Driven Life. Nobody knows the exact idea, I don't believe, of our purpose. Nobody knows uh, how to obtain it. But I'm going to back up a little bit and tell you what your purpose is, to honor and glorify Jesus Christ. Amen. That's everybody's purpose. God has given us that purpose. That doesn't mean we don't lose sight of it, because I have before, and I think we all have. But it's important that we come back home to the Lord, that we remember that no matter what season of life we're in, God has a purpose for you in that season, okay? As we preach today, I want you to just follow along with what Paul's going through and think about the decisions he could have made that could have changed the outcome had he been self-serving and not following the will of God, all right? So here we go. Here's some background for our sermon this morning, Acts chapter 25. You don't have to flip there. We're going to be kind of fast going through it just so I don't keep you here all day. But Paul has been plotted against for sharing the gospel. That's all he's done. He's not broken any rules, any laws. He's contested the law, per se. But he's not done anything wrong. And he's being held in prison by the higher powers. And he's awaiting trial. Paul knew that this was all part of God's plan. More on that in just a minute. But King Felix takes over after Paul has been in prison for two years, not two days. Let me say this. In Acts chapter 25, Paul gets to go before the Sanhedrin and tell his testimony. Because of his testimony, he gets placed in jail, and they pretty much forget about him because they don't know what to do with him, okay? That's kind of like the world. It doesn't know what to do with the truth, right? Just turn on the TV if you don't believe me. They have no clue what to do with the truth, no matter what you're watching. They have no clue what to do with the truth. I'll just be honest with you. So Paul's waiting for the higher powers here. He's waiting the trials. Well, again, two years later, 
there's a new king that takes over, okay? And he's summons to the Sanhedrin. This is King Felix, and he's brought to him by Festus, all right? This is all in your scripture you're going to read this week. Paul begins to give his testimony again for the second time in front of them. And it causes some ruckus, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, okay? They see things a little bit different. We're not going to get into what they see. One believes that there is a spirit and a resurrection. The other says there is not. And Paul's testimony causes some ruckus. So they pretty much run Paul out before it all goes to the pot, okay? In front of the religious righteous ones, per se. Paul goes back to prison. And then there's a man by the name of King Agrippa. He hears about Paul and his testimony, okay? And King Agrippa's kind of interested by Paul's teachings. He wants to know a little bit more about this man named Paul. So in Acts chapter 26, we're going to pick up with verse 27 through 29. As Paul has given his testimony, I think he feels the wave of the Spirit moving through the crowd. Verse 27, Paul addresses King Agrippa as Luke writes in Acts. He says, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. He knew he was a man of the law. He knew that the law came from the prophets. Agrippa replied to Paul, In short time, in a short time, you are going to persuade me to make me to make a Christian of myself. Verse 29, Paul said, I would wish to God that even in a short or a long time, that not only you but also all who hear me this day would become such as I am myself, except for these chains. How about that? Paul saying, look, the gospel has freed me. You've chained me, but I'm just here to tell you that the gospel has freed me. The song this morning says, you rescued me so I could stand and sing. I am a child of God. Paul knew he was rescued no matter what. And it leads us to verse 32. After they could not find any charges against Paul, I'm hoping this stage can contain me. I might get excited here in a minute. Verse 32 says, And Agrippa said to Festus, this is 26, verse 32, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. Wait, 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 wait. So you mean to tell me that Paul was this close to being set free? How many people would have chose that? How many people would have chose, you know what? <laughs> I know I'm supposed to go before Caesar. We're going to touch on that in a minute. But you know, i got a chance to walk free here. I'm going to take that road. Paul knew his purpose. He remembered that there would be a time that standing for the Lord would bring about a charge for him. He knew that he would be persecuted. He knew the Old Testament better than probably anybody at that time. He knew the life of Joseph. He knew that Joseph was sold for nothing. He knew the life of Stephen, that Stephen was stoned for nothing. Stephen's an important character in Paul's life because as Stephen was being persecuted, we know Apostle Paul was right there helping persecute him. Paul knew that his persecution was coming this way. And as I read this morning, I thought, man, Paul was so, so close to being free if he would have just stayed quiet, if he would have just kept his mouth shut. But Paul knew it was not a mistake that he was being persecuted. In Acts chapter 23, verse 11, when Paul, how many of y'all has read those verses? In about midnight, they were singing hymns, right? You know that, right? It comes from this, Acts chapter 23, verse 11. 
But on the night, on the following night, the Lord stood near him and said, Be courageous, talking to Paul. For as you have testified the truth about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify in Rome also. You see, Paul knew this, right? King Agrippa was going to let him go, but he said, Nope, I got to appeal to Caesar. The gospel's got to get to Rome, the true gospel. It's got to get to Rome. I got to thinking, you know, <laughs> how lucky we are as Christians nowadays to not have to face what these prophets faced, not have to face what the disciples of Jesus faced. And you're going to go on down here. They're about to set sail. Now we're getting into chapter 27. They're about to set sail. This is the good stuff on a rainy day. And in the middle of the storm, here's Apostle Paul, pretty smart guy, trying to give advice to the captain here in verse 10. Acts chapter 27, verse 10. Paul says, saying to them, Men, I perceive that the voyage will certainly be with damage and great loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. Scripture goes on to tell us that Paul's advice was straight up ignored. I mean, they didn't even give him two cents, two thoughts for his uh, two cents. They didn't even think he's a prisoner. But boy, were they fooled. <laughs> How many times in your life have you been given advice and you've ignored it and it turned out badly? It turned out to be a shipwreck. Yeah. Or maybe you were the person giving the advice and you could see the path that these people were going down. You said, look, that's not it. Turn your eyes to the Lord. Yet they still ignored the advice, and guess what they ended up? In a shipwreck. Now, you parents and grandparents, I don't need you to stand up and preach at the moment, okay? I don't see Mr. Shepherd. I'd say he's given a lot of advice that's been ignored in his day, amen? Uh, I got to thinking, man, that's me. And due to the captain ignoring Paul's advice, we now find ourselves in our focus scripture this morning, which is Acts chapter 27, verse 20 through 26. I hope this word is as powerful for you as it was for me studying this week. Verse 20. Since neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small storm was assailing us. Assailing means attacking us. Luke is saying there was no small storm attacking them, that this northeastern wind was highly Highly dangerous. From then on, all hope of our being saved was slowly abandoned. Some Bibles say was disappearing. Verse 21. When many had lost their appetites, Paul then stood among them and said, Men, you should have followed my advice and not set sail from Crete, and thereby spared yourselves this damage and loss. And yet now, Paul says, I urge you to keep your courage. For there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For this very night an angel of the, of the God to whom I belong, whom I also serve, came to me, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. And behold, God has graciously granted you all those who are sailing with you. Therefore, keep up your courage men, 
For I believe, God, that it will turn out exactly as I have been told, or just as I have been told. But we must run aground on a certain island. You hear that? We must run aground on a certain island. Please hold on to that in a minute. Here's my thing. As I was looking through this scripture, has God ever put something on your heart and you try to question it? Paul says, I believe it's going to happen just as I've been told. Just as I've been told. But we must run aground a certain island. Paul had not forgotten what the Lord had spoke to him in Acts chapter 23. He knew this shipwreck was not the end of his days. You know what? God has the same plan for you and I. What you might think will be the end of you, <laughs> it may not be. It may be a bad relationship. You may have been done wrong in some way. But let me tell you, folks, it is not the end of you. It is not God's plan for it to stop there. Many of us try to look for the reason why. Why am I going through this? Why is this happening to me? Even talking with some people, they say, well, Pastor, why is this happening to me? I've had this person do me wrong that's been close to me. I've been dealt this bad card. Paul finds himself in the same situation. But here's the thing. It's not for us to know the reason why. We're to have assurance that our God will never leave us or forsake us. Can I get amen? Our God, I'm going to say it again, will never leave us or forsake us. Paul finds himself in a bad situation because of somebody else's bad decision. Let me tell you this. God spoke to me so strong this week when I come across that thought. Sometimes bad decisions made by others will bring you to your purpose in life. Hmm. Think about that. Sometimes somebody's bad decisions will bring you to your purpose in life. Sometimes your bad decisions will do it as well. Some people like to say it's the devil. Sometimes it's just a decision we make, right? I'm just being truthful. Paul seems to be frustrated, but yet here's Paul showing faith in the middle of this storm that God's will prevail in the end. I got tickled when I read that Paul said, Men, you should have followed my advice <laughs> and not have set sail from Crete, and thereby you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. Y'all ever read through Paul's letters? He's pretty good. He's a good poet. He's all the time got some kind of humor behind his writing. And I can just hear it now in the middle of the storm. Hey, guys, we wouldn't be here if you just listened to me. <laughs> How many times has my mom said that? How many times has my neighbor looked at me and said, Hey, buddy, you wouldn't be there if you just listened to me. Okay? But here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing about our battles. That's where we get our revelations from. That's how we see our Lord. It's through our battles, through our low times. When our life has been completely shipwrecked, the Lord is still there. Maybe we didn't have our eyes on him when we was on the ground and the storm wasn't squalling. But when we took it upon ourselves to try to sail our own boat out into the storm, that's when a revelation of the Lord came to us. I think many times, again, we want to know the reason why. Folks, we just need reassurance. Be there for people. Be there for them. Tell them that the Lord's with them as well. 
Tell him that the Lord, again, is never going to leave him or forsake him. He's promised us abundant life. We're not slaves to what our mind says. Thank you so much for that song. We ought to know that we stand amazed in the presence of the Lord. He sees us as clean, a white sheet. Amen. Thank you, Lord, this morning for that. Let's be of reassurance that God will see them through it. I've not been preaching too long, obviously. I'm running for a job, you'll say. I need your vote. I'll do whatever the Lord needs me to do, amen? Whatever he's called me to do. Whatever he's called me to do. And I know what Genesis chapter 50 verse 20 says. Hang on to this. What the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. As for you, verse 20 says, Joseph saying to his brothers, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. I'm so thankful that the Lord kept Steve Sizemore alive for him to open my eyes to the Lord. I'm so thankful that people were placed in my life long enough to get me to the Lord. Amen? Where would I be without certain people in my life? Where would I be without the Lord? And I got to thinking, in Paul's case in this shipwreck event, was this a good thing or an evil thing? I'm not so sure it wasn't both. Why couldn't it be both? Why couldn't the attack from the devil to try to stop Paul from getting to Rome not be a good thing that God is going to use? And we're going to find out in just a minute what I'm saying about that. It didn't have to happen this way, but let me tell you, it had to happen that way. What you've went through in your life, it's had to happen that way. Amen? I've seen the Lord save my family, and I didn't want it to happen that way. But praise the Lord, it did. Amen? Amen. Lord, break them however you need to break them, but let them come to you, Father. Amen? If it's a storm, it's a storm. If they're floating, praying for the Lord to save me, that's fine with me. We can't get stuck in the why we're being done this way. Why has it happened this way? If you get stuck in the why, hear me out, you're going to miss the purpose. You're going to miss the purpose of why you were there. Think about it this way. Why did Jesus let Lazarus die? He heard about Lazarus. He knew he was sick. Bible says he knew he loved Lazarus. But when he heard about Lazarus, he stayed an extra two days, the Bible says. An extra two days. Therefore, Lazarus, we know, had passed away. It went on. <laughs> but if Jesus would have come and healed him while he was alive, would we fully have known, would they fully have known the power of Jesus? I'm not so sure. They knew him as healer, but did they know him as resurrector? Let me say it again. They knew him as healer, but did they know him as resurrector? You know what you all are? You've been resurrected. Amen? You've been resurrected. And through your resurrection, you found healing. Just like Lazarus. Come up out of that bed, wherever they were, <laughs> through the resurrection. I think we need to stop looking for the reason, but prepare ourselves for the purpose and the revelation that God has 
And in Acts chapter 28, this is where it gets good for Paul. Verses 1 and 2. It says, When they had been brought safely through, through the storm. I love that song. Then we found out that the island was called Malta. The natives showed us extraordinary kindness, for they kindled a fire and took us all in because of the rain that had started and because of the cold. So let's recap here. Paul's in prison. He's sailing as a prisoner with 276 others. He's now cold. He's shipwrecked. He's on an island that he has no clue where he's at. He went to the capital city of the world, Rome. Now he's in Malta. He's now seeing some unfamiliar people. They don't speak his language. They have zero in common. But look at the way the Lord works. As I was studying this week, I found that the word Malta in Hebrew means refuge. So here's Paul, shipwrecked, floating. And he finds, not Malta, but he finds refuge. Amen. And if you were to go on and read these next few verses, you're going to know that while Paul's standing around trying to get warm, I can only imagine, I mean, a viper, a snake, we know, jumps out. And the Bible says it fastens to his hand, not just nips him. <laughs> I mean, this sucker, according to the Bible, says it fastens to his hand. Now, I don't know about you, but at this moment, I'm probably going to give up. I mean, I've done all this shipwreck, and I've whew, met these old people, and the snakes now got me. Amen? <laughs> and the Bible says that when the snake fastened to Paul's hand, the people around said, I can just imagine, they backed up, and they said, Oh, Lord, he must be a murderer. He's not escaped God's justice, the justice of God. <laughs> but Paul didn't hear any of that. Paul knew he had a mission. The Bible says that Paul just shook it off. Just shook it off. And I can imagine if, if Paul had it in his mind, he probably said, not today, Satan. That's what I would have said. Not today, Satan. Because the Bible says he didn't swell up. They was all watching him to see if he was going to die. Not today, Satan. I knew that Paul, as I was studying this, knew he had a missionary mind. Paul knew he was in Malta for a reason. Well, what's that reason, you ask? Let's read Acts chapter 28, verses 7 through 10. Should be on the board if, if I'm flipping too fast. Luke writes, Now in the neighboring parts of the place were lands belonging to belonging to the leading man of the island named Publius, who welcomed us and entertained us warmly for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius was lying in bed, afflicted with a reoccurring fever and dysentery. And Paul went in to see him. And after he prayed, he laid his hands on him and healed him. After this happened, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases were coming to him being cured. They also showed us many honors. And when we were about to set sail, they supplied us with everything we needed. Folks, I don't think it was a coincidence. 
that Paul was heading to Malta, or heading to Rome and ended in Malta. I think God had other plans for Paul. I think someone at Malta needed Paul. But here's the other thing. Paul, as strong as he was in his faith, needed Malta as well. And as I was reading scripture, I couldn't help but to think, oh wow. The Bible says that Paul was laying hands. I'm going to read it to you. He's, his hands was laid on them and healed them. Now I'm going to point something out to you, and it may not mean nothing to you. But the same hand that the viper latched on to, that the devil tried to take him down with, was the same hands that Paul was healing people with. Amen? The same words that you use to cut your family members deep can be the same person that can heal them. The same things you've done to your family or your family's done to you, that same person can be of healing. Amen? I don't know about you, but I seen it as a complete miracle as I was reading through this. Not only was this stop beneficial for the Islanders, because <laughs> they all got healed. Whatever was going on, they're healed. Woohoo! Right? But Scripture says that the Islanders, those people who nobody knew about, supplied them with everything they needed. Those people at Malta, y'all be thankful for them. Because the gospel got to us today because of Malta. Amen? It's bottom line. So I'm going to close with this. It's going to be a long closing, but it's okay. Give somebody who's going to sing a heads up. You see, Paul, as I was reading through this, he had a choice to make. And you all got the same choice Paul does. You're going through life, and your life may be a shipwreck right now. It may be a complete storm. Paul could have chose misery. He could have sulked. He could have cried about it. He said, Lord, why me? Why me, Lord? <laughs> why do I have to go through this? And everybody else in the world is kicked back. And they're getting all these worldly benefits. And I'm going through all this. Paul could have chose misery. But he chose mission. Paul knew he was on a mission for the Lord. The Lord has set a mission on your heart right now. There's somebody that you've prayed about and still praying for. <laughs> somebody that you need to go see or you need to call. Don't get discouraged. That person I've called every day, it's the same conversation. I may be later. I can choose discouragement. Or I can say, Lord, I know that you've got me on a mission for this person right here. That I'm in Malta or they're in Malta. And we need refuge together. And I pray that we do the same, that we choose mission this morning. I want to tell you this, too. That there's no worthy opportunity that's going to come your way that doesn't come with adversity. You're going to be up against it. As I like to tell my mom, there's no testimony without a test. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 says, and I'm going to leave you with this. In prison, Paul writes. Let me say that again. In prison, Paul writes. Philippians 4, 19. This is after he said, I'm content and can do all things with Christ through Christ who strengthens me. In 4, 19, he knew this in his heart. And my God 
will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Don't get no better than that. Don't get no better than that. Somebody needs you, and you need somebody else. Let's go take the gospel to them. Let us pray this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm so thankful for your love and your mercy. God, I'm so thankful for the provisions that you give me in our church and us as Christians, as children of Christ, God. Father, I'm so thankful for being there with me in the storm. God, for being there when I'm at my lowest. Lord, for being there when I'm on high. Father, thank you for your plan because I know my plan would fail. My plan would not honor you, God. The Bible says that I would choose darkness. I can't help it. It's who I am. But Father, through what you've done by sending your only son down to earth for us, Father, that he would die, go to the cross, come up out of that tomb, as Brother Steve says, for our justification. Father, I pray that we would keep our eyes on Jesus, that we would put away any agenda that we have. Lord, we don't have time for this. We don't have time for that. Father, let us have time for the will of God in our lives. Lord, pierce our hearts this morning. Lord, we need refuge. Lord, but I know somebody else needs refuge also. And if it's me, Lord, that you want to shipwreck father that i can go help be a healing facilitator through your word to them let it be father father if there's somebody here that needs to find refuge at this altar they may know you father lord but they need refuge paul knew you but he needed you at malta lord if there's somebody that don't know you I pray, Father, that today be the day of salvation, that you be the rock that they run to, that you be the rock that they stand on, Father, that they turn it all over to you. Lord, our community is hurting. There's people in this church hurting. Lord, lift them up. Father, let them know that you're right there with them. Lord, be with us. I know you'll never leave us or forsake us. Father, but let us trust in your word. Let your word not be informative, but transformative for our hearts, Father. Lord, we love you and we thank you. There's somebody here that needs to make a decision, Lord, whether it be become a part of Rock House Baptist or whether it be, more importantly, become a child of God. I pray today is the day of salvation. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in today. Remember, the greatest decision you could ever make is to place your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation and to begin a personal relationship with Him. Thanks for listening, and God bless.